talk about Welcome back to another episode of The Dotted Line with your girl, Lacey. And we are in season four, Full Effect, episode two. So in each season, I've always done an introduction of myself because I do understand that I'm, you know, more people are following me on Instagram and things like that. Um, And so I'm like, okay, hey, I don't know where people are going to fit in or people are going to listen in to an episode. So I, you know, usually do an introduction episode on the premiere episode, but I did not. But I wanted to do one on this episode. And as I was like thinking through like, okay, how am I going to introduce myself? Right. I realized that like there were two posts I did on Instagram and they were pretty much the same. They were like a year of each other and they were same type of like, you know, oh, I'm Lacey. I'm this, you know, like it was the same type of thing. Right. It wasn't really being um, me, I guess. Like it was more of like robotic, if that makes sense. So I want to reintroduce myself to anyone that's new, that's listening, that's just now happening to listen. So I'm Lacey. Um, It is spelled with a hyphen. Um, That's for real in real life. Um, It is on my birth certificate, my marriage certificate, my driver's license. L-A-Y hyphen C-E-E, right? It's not L-A-C-E-Y, L-A-C-Y hyphen C-E-E, L-A-C. Why it is Lacey, L-A-Y hyphen C-E-E. I promise I'm just not making up my name or just to try to do it just because. I get that question all the time um, about my name. Is that how I spell it? Like, it's annoying at this point. But yes, that is my name. Um, And I will say I'm not for everybody, okay? I just turned 36 a few months ago. Um, I'm just, I'm not for everybody. Like, I'm not the person that's going to light up a room, right? Like, you see on these... ID channel episodes where she lit up a room and she just made me feel so that's not me. Okay. Um, I don't make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. I'm not friends with everyone. Um, I am very particular about things. Um, I'm very a type in some ways. And so no, I'm not everybody's friend and I'm not everybody's, um, confidant, right? I'm pretty sure, you know, in all aspects of life, someone can sit up here and say I was the villain and I'm okay with that. Right. Um, and then I just know that if I, if I come up missing, like, don't be sent up here saying that don't, don't say that, you know, she lit up a room and she was all fuzzy inside and she just made me feel all free and unicorns. That's not me. Um, so I, I, I just want to be honest about that. So what I am is very genuine I'm very loyal. I'm very goofy um, and funny. I love food. Um, so if you want to go and, and get some food, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Um, I love an Excel spreadsheet. Um, I'm very hardworking with being a mom and being a wife and being an employee and with this um, podcast. And if I really, really love you, like I love you, like it's a, it will I, I will ride with you to the ends of the earth. Right. Um, but I will hold you accountable. And I do remember details. So I am that person that's going to ask you a question and be like, up, oh, you know what? On September 22nd, you said this. And now you sitting up here saying that. What, what's what's tea? What's up? Um, I remember, you know, details, birthdays, anniversaries, um, all that. And I'm a really, really good secret creeper. So if I if I ride with you, like I'm never going to tell your secrets. Um, I also really like Ratchet TV. 
um, trash TV, crime shows, suspense, Marvel. I can definitely tell you about the latest season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, 90 Day Fiance, and all the spinoffs. I love that Christine and Janelle left Cody and Mary was not too far behind. Um, I'm really confused why everyone is asleep and just now binge watching Suits because literally that show was everything. Um, and I'm definitely mad about the way Secret um, Invasion ended and the way that Loki 2 ended. Like, I feel like, why would you do that, right? And now I got to wait a bajillion years to figure out you know, what's going on in a movie, hopefully in the next few years. But I was sleeping on Insecure. I did just catch up on Insecure a few months ago when it came out on Netflix. And I'm really trying to figure out why I never watched that. But it was really funny because I remember having a relationship like Issa and, and Lawrence, right? I had a, like a little situationship. So I was raised in the Baptist church, but I, you know, firmly believe in making church and worship, you know, um, a part of your everyday life by, you know, praying and doing for others when good opportunities presents itself um, and just putting good out there. Right. Like anytime that I can help, like I'm always going to sit up here and help. Um, but I know who I am and I know whose I am. So I am that person that, you know, pray for me. Don't play with me. Right. Um, I'm definitely going to cuss, but I'm going to know a scripture or two and things like that. And I'll pray for you. And then lastly, I am a millennial um, that soft parents, hard parents, um, does a light twerk. You know, I can I can drop it like it's lukewarm, not like it's hot because I do have 36 year old knees and um, I cuss. I pray. I cry. Um, I'm hyper independent until it comes time to breaking down boxes or taking out the trash. That's not my ministry. It's definitely for my husband. And I'm not filling up my gas tank or drive. I'm definitely on my passenger princess, you know, um, soft girl era. So I feel like if any of that resonates with you and, you know, you feel like you can relate, definitely please continue to tune in to this side of the podcasting um, community, which is the Dotted Line podcast that is inclusive to everybody. So in this episode, I'm talking about all things healing. Now, in the past... Um, seasons, I have talked about depression and I've have talked about healing. But like I said, going into this season, I really felt like I wanted to be very, very transparent and vulnerable um, because I feel like everyone thinks that other people aren't going through things until they hear somebody else going through the same thing. So I'm retouching on healing in today's um, episode. So um. Bear with me because I feel like, you know, in my journey of healing, I'm still healing um, from abandonment, trust, misuse of power, um, and then realizing that I'm not as healed as I thought I was. And I'm still triggered by things. Um, I have internal conflicts with my past behavior and my healed behavior, right? So that's probably one of the hardest things going through this season in my life, um, which I mentioned in the first episode of being uncomfortable, is that you're not as healed as you thought you were. And healing is not linear, right? So just because you, you're over this or you're not surrounded by this type of um, situation that is causing you harm does not mean you're over it. Things happen um, that kind of are precursors to let you know, like, hey, like, this is how you need to deal with things. And I've definitely been going through that. Um, 
but I am a person that is very aware. So I can sit back and look at all sides of the situation. And most often I'm going to go the respectful route, right? And and kind of be quiet and not say um, what may be my on my mind at, at the beginning. And I always assume that my gut feeling means that I'm tripping. So if I feel a certain way and I'm like, man, this don't sound right, this don't look right, I'm going to ask questions and things like that. But I'm, all, I'm always going to assume that it's me tripping because I know that I'm a person that overanalyzes, that overthinks, that will replay things in my head and be like, look, this don't sound right. One, one plus one is not adding up to two. Like something ain't right, right? And so I always assume that I'm tripping and will always validate others, um, you know, before I validate myself. So that saying that says you can't expect you from um, people, right? Man, that is where I'm at right now um, of being in that space of saying, I would do this, like I would not do this and then mad that somebody did it to me, right? But at the end of the day, the point is I cannot expect myself from people. People don't have my same heart. They don't have my same traumas. They don't go through the same things that I go through um, or been through or anything like that. They don't have my situation. So they are not going to respond the way that I would respond. And that's the easiest thing to do to get locked up and being mad at somebody. So like I said on, on the last episode, I'm in this uncomfortable season. So I really want to get real and get to the meats and potatoes, right? So I've had to come to the realization, and many of them, but two are one, I'm putting expectations on people that don't know and or they're not capable of. I'm going to say that again. Putting expectations on people that they don't know and or they are not capable of, Okay. And the people have proven to me that they aren't capable of meeting those expectations. And then I've been mad about it. I'm going to repeat that again. Okay. The people have proven to me that they're not capable of meeting those expectations. And I've been mad about it. So those are two realizations that I'm coming coming on. So I'm taking accountability for me. I'm taking accountability for um of what I'm expecting of people, right? And how I'm a problem in the issue as well. So I'm gonna tell you what I mean by this. So I've had a friend, or I had a friend of 20 plus years um, that, I mean, our friends were, um, our parents were friends or whatever like that. So we were friends um, and all of that, right? Um, Grew up, in two different cities or whatever like that. So we went to each other's houses um, and things like that. We went to, um, you know, each other's birthday parties when we were adolescent. Um, like I said, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm thinking of like my 13th birthday party and her coming down and I was a cheerleader at the time and her coming down for the weekend and things like that, right? Going to her birthday parties and things like that. As we got older, we went to parties together, um, college parties and stuff like that. Um, we talked to some of the same like people in the same groups or whatever like that. Um, and I remember we talked to like people that were brothers, right? I talked to one guy, she talked to another guy or whatever like that. I went to her college graduation. I did her hair for her college graduation. I did her makeup. I decorated her car. Um, she ended up coming. She was a bridesmaid at my wedding and, um, she went to my daughter's baby shower. Um, my, my first child. And so, 
what I didn't see, I remember specifically at the wedding, because um, I had some of like three of people that I grew up with or that were family members or whatever like that in my wedding. And then the other three bridesmaids were my husband's like cousins or, you know, their cousins, wives or whatever the case may be. Right. Or friends that I'm or a friend that I met um, through my husband. Right. So I remember when I got married, like she was kind of acting stank, but like, I was like, okay, I'm just focusing on me getting married. Right. Like, I'm not really worried about that. And I remember somebody in my wedding party was like, man, she was kind of acting stank, like just acting real, just funny. And I didn't um, realize it because I mean, we were friends. Like we were, I mean, we've been around each other at four years old until I got married at 25. So at this point we've been friends for like 21 years. Right. Um, Always kept in touch, like all that. So I wasn't seeing it. Um, how she was being distant and things like that and just really being like a hater. Right. And I really, really thought um, she was a real friend. I think at that point, I really didn't understand what a real friend was. Right. Like I said, I was 25. So I'm still green. I probably wasn't a good friend um, at, at the time or whatever like that as well. And um, it just it was I, I thought because we have been friends for so long, right, that we were going to be like friends forever. That's the expectation that I put on her that I didn't discuss with her. So I'm like, we've been friends since four years old. She's going to be an auntie to my kids. We're going to be a lifelong friends. Like we're going to do stuff together. We're going to raise our kids together. Our kids are going to, you know, basically be cousins and be, you know, really, um, really good friends. Right. And so the problem was I didn't communicate that with her. And I assumed that this is how we were going to be. Right. I never talked to her. This was an unwilling expectation that I put on her. But at the end of the day, she had approved to me even prior to my wedding and things like that, that she couldn't do that for me. Right. She proved that to me. Um, but I didn't want to see it. So it took me getting married, having a child, basically her disappearing off the face of the earth from me, me trying to reach out to her saying like, hey, what's going on? Really kind of never getting any clarity, kind of hearing some hearsay from mutual friends and things like that. Right. But here I was very hurt and upset about not seeing her for who she was. And she really proved to me who she was. Right. And then something similar to that, like another example um, of something that I'm going through now is that I have a person in my life that I thought was going to be this additional like figure in my life. Right. Just, you know, a person that I could go to for counseling and, and, and things like that. And we had came a really, really long way with progression, having conversations, um, explaining my expectations um, over and over again, um, you know, her explaining her expectations and things like that. And multiple times um, she disregarded my boundaries. Right. So in my um, way of dealing with things, when somebody really ticks me off, like I don't want to deal with you anymore. Right. Like I'm going to just block you on social media um, block you on my phone and it'll be like, you'll never exist it. Right. And I've done that before with people, friends and things like that. But, um, I couldn't do that with this person because this relationship that we have is so intertwined. It involves my child, right? My kids. And so, um, but I don't want to deal with this person anymore. I don't want to deal with, you know, the anger and my feelings being, being hurt. Right. And when you're healing and you're going through things, your first instinct is to sit there and basically respond in the way that you had previously responded. Right. So remember I mentioned the fact that I have like, you know, 
the healed me and then I have like the past behaviors of how I dealt with things. And so it's a really it's an internal conflict. Right. So for the first time in my life in this relationship and being tied to my kids, I can't just cut this person off. I just can't. Right. So I'm dealing with the death of a relationship as I knew it and what I expected, right? But still having to deal with them and be in the same space when somebody has hurt you and somebody has done you wrong and you're trying to heal and you're thinking that you're healed and then you don't want to respond in the way that you would previously respond, which would for me would be cussing somebody out and telling you, this, hey, this is why I don't fool with you, Right. It's very hard because it's an internal conflict with myself of healed Lacey versus old Lacey. But then which Lacey do I present to this person that continuously keeps hurting me? Well, I also want to sit there and not deal with this person anymore because, I mean, you you didn't you didn't did me dirty. Right. And I don't want to keep going through pain and being upset and things like that. But now this person is tied to my kids and has a very, very good relationship with my my children or whatever like that. So I can't just cut you off and be like, okay, well, I'm not going to deal with you. You're not going to deal with my kids anymore. Right. So it's that that past Lacey, present Lacey going going to battle and then realizing, okay, what's the most mature thing to do? Right. And so um, I'm just sitting with the fact that this person will not do what I expected them to do. They're not going to be this influential person in my life. They're not going to be what I thought and what I needed them to be for me. They're just not. They've proved multiple times that they can't do that. So how do I sit with the fact that she won't do this, but I still have to deal with her. So I got to work through the fact that I have to deal with her and accept the fact that I've had continuous disappointment, hurt and mistrust, but I still have to deal with you in some form or fashion because of the way that you were intertwined with my kids, right? And that's where I'm at now. So when I've said before, this uncomfortable season and things like that. So for me, that's where anxiety sets in, where I'm playing out multiple scenarios of the future and like, okay, you've had um, this happen and now this is going to happen, right? So what I've really learned is anxiety is dwelling on memories of the past, right? And it's also where you are having thoughts or running plans on the future as well. Some people will say depression and things like that is memories of the past and anxiety is thoughts of the future and things like that. But I'm not a clinician, right? I'm, I'm not. So to me, that means falling into a depression or just being not yourself and things like that. Thinking of all the hurtful things in the past, a friend breakup, my real dad not being in my life and the abandonment that comes with that, um, being molested as a child. Um, and then anxiety coming in and has me thinking if I run into this friend, then what will happen? Right. What if someone asked me about my maiden name and see that it's different from my mom's? So I have to explain the whole rundown of my dad and, you know, him being in the news for, you know, killing somebody and, you know, trying to kill my mom. Right. Um, or how will I be when I see the person that molested me? Right. Will I cry? Will I be angry and things like that? So. Again, I'm not a clinician, but I feel like if I work to remove those negative thoughts and reframe my thoughts to be positive, the depression and or anxiety could potentially go away, right? That's easy to say, but 
I'm aware that some people are struggling and hurting and that it's not as simple as changing your mindset, right? Like, I definitely understand that. It's not easy. Um, it's very easy to say that. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm aware that, you know, people really struggling and things like that, you know, it's not just as simple as changing your mindset. But I feel like, you know, today is the best day to sit there and start making a change and start looking at things differently. So what if it was like in my situation, if I stop thinking about the past and start thinking about um, and stop thinking about the future and I'm only having my mindset focused on the present. Right. And one thing that in my mind, I think like I'm very a person of, of a five year plan and long, and long term. And yes, you can have those financial goals, you know, and things like that and things that you want to do within your career and things like that. Those things you can have. Those are goals. But the just constantly thinking of negative thoughts of this person did this to me and this is so jank and conflating and things like that. And then what if I have to run into this person? and How is this going to play out? Right. The only thing on my mind should be the present, right? What am I doing now? Like, what can I do to make today better, right? I can't change yesterday. I don't have any control over tomorrow, but I can really work on how I react and how I frame my mind for today. So that means for me right now, one day at a time, prioritizing my task, what can be done today, and that can wait for tomorrow. And I want you know, because of the fact I want to be completely present for my children, myself, my husband, I want to focus what focus on what I can do right now and not stress about yesterday or tomorrow. Again, because I can't change yesterday and I don't have any control about what happens tomorrow. So will I still get upset and have negative thoughts? Absolutely. Right. But my goal is to have a positive mindset. Right. And do I fall sometimes and do I go back into the negative? Absolutely. But my goal is to have more of a positive mindset. And I feel like that helps me deal with things a little bit better. Right. Life isn't perfect. You know, things don't always happen and go the way that I feel that they should go. But if I change my mindset, you know, it can really help me deal with some of the blows. So I want to list a few things out um, of things that have helped me in this whole journey of healing and getting over things and processing things and making decisions before I say things. Right. So the first thing is writing a daily to do list. Right. So first thing in the morning or whatever like that, kind of getting my, my list together. I sometimes do it in my phone. I also have a planner that I like to physically write. So before I start my work day and things like that, I like to write down what I have to do. So align what meetings I have to do, what I have to do for work, the things that I have to do for myself personally, and then also um, the things that I have to do with the kids and my husband, right? And then prioritize. So um, for instance, hey, I need to go to the store and get some things or whatever like that. Okay, do I have, I want to do that today, but do I have to do that today? When is the last day that I can get this done before, you know, I'm absolutely like, I, I just need to get it done type of thing. So what has to be done today? Um, what can be done tomorrow? What can be done next week? Right? What can I put off for the next few days and things like that to make my day a little bit easier? Um, having that to-do list, um, I'm very uh, details-oriented and very um, production-driven. So it's like, okay, hey, I have five things that I need to do on my to-do list or whatever like that today. Okay, let me check that off the list. It could be as simple as I have to pay bills today, right? So, hey, what bills do I have to pay? What um, I need to go to the bank to get cash for my daughter because she needs X, Y, and Z or whatever the case may be. So 
those are the things that you really want to focus on in your daily to-do list, right? What you have to do for work, what you have to do for yourself, what you have to do for your family, and then prioritizing what can be done today, um, what can be done tomorrow, what order do I need to do things in today that's going to make my day a little bit easier, all right? So the second thing is taking a break, right? And this is something that I have struggled with and still am struggling with now. Um, as things get stressful and things like that, taking a break to catch my breath and reframe my mind. Um, some of the things that I did was playing, um, games on my phone and stuff like that. Like I like, um, what games? Cause I don't even play a lot of games. Um, Royal match. I like Royal match and I like match 3d. And then there's this other game that's called number match, but that really ticks me off because if you don't make it to a level or whatever like that, um, if you don't pass a level, it takes you all the way back down to the first level. And then I like um, Wordscapes, right? So those are a couple of games that I play. But one thing, if I'm getting stressed out about stuff or whatever like that, and I'm like not really feeling like I'm seeing things clearly or being able to make a, a clear decision or be able to articulate myself clearly, I'll just take a break to play a game for a few minutes or whatever like that and try to get, you know, try to get my mind right and like, okay, let me get refocused, right? Um and so that has really helped. Now, am I consistent with this? No, this is something I'm working to get consistent with. But knowing when I need to take that break and not just take a break to, hey, I'm going to eat or whatever like that, because obviously you need to eat. But taking my taking a break to mentally reframe my mind. I'm stressed out about this. I have this PowerPoint presentation I have to do. I have an Excel document that I have to do. I have this podcast that I got to record. I got you know, marketing and post and things like that, that I have to do for this podcast. And like, my mind isn't right because I got three kids running around screaming. One is, is up here, you know, running up the stairs. The other one is up here, you know, riding, um, one of their toys around or whatever like that. Um, and the other one is sitting up here on her phone, right? It's a lot of chaos going on. While my husband is up here doing work for his master's level classes, I'm just sitting here like, why is everybody like making all this noise type of thing? And so sometimes, you know, you need to take that break to reframe your mind to get, you know, your mind together and things like that. So that's another thing. The next thing is having a playlist. So I love some music. I love it. I love me some music um, from... Christian music, um, like old Christian music, like and old to me is like, um, like the mass choirs, right? So from the nineties, um, Kurt Franklin in the nineties and things like that, right? Um, just music like that. Um, and then also music from high school. So I graduated in 2006. So young jock or the franchise boys or things like that. Right. Um, and some of my, like some of my classmates or whatever like that are rappers, um, that I listen to their music or whatever like that, right? Like old music. Um, even stuff from my mom's era. I love me some Anita Baker. I like some Luther Vandross, Michael Jackson, um, Freddie Jackson, like all types of music and stuff like that. So my playlist can go from literally Pop, um, Papa Roach to Christina Milian to Lil Wayne to Luther Vandross to... Um, Libyanka or whatever like that to Billie Eilish to um you know what am I listening to now um the new Lil Wayne album with two chains like it can just go wherever but having a playlist that can kind of like you know you can you have it pre-made and it can kind of get you in a good mood and things like that having that play in the background while you're doing work or you know I like one of my biggest stress things um that I like to do is clean up 
or whatever like that. So while I'm cleaning up, I like to have my, you know, headset on, listen to my music and kind of get me amped to, you know, be cleaning and things like that. So having that playlist or whatever like that um, to help reframe and help you refocus and things like that. Um, so it helps me just like I may sing it off key or whatever like that, but it just makes me think of happy times or whatever like that when that music came out in 05 and I was, you know, a senior in high school driving around my little, you know, hoopty Lexus or whatever like that, right? And I say that hoopty Lexus sounds so bougie because it's like, how do you, and it sounds like an oxymoron, how do you have a hoopty Lexus? I had a 91, a 1991 Lexus ES250. Google it, look it up. Um, and I got it in 04. So it was 13 years old and it had um, framing issues. The tires would end up wearing every few months and things like that. It would stop, it would overheat, all this other kind of stuff. So that's why I say it was a hoopty. But at the end of the day, it was a Lexus. It was leather interior. I had a sunroof. My mom and dad got me a CD player. So Again, still blessed. So trying to look at the, the bright side of that. But having that playlist can kind of help you reframe your mind as well. And then the next thing is jotting down notes. So I feel like, you know, um, I'm a firm believer in getting a counselor that you feel comfortable with. Interview these counselors, do as many sessions as you can with different people to find someone that's going to work for you. But one thing that has helped me is jotting down notes. Um of what's bothering me, is there a solution? Um, if not, what can I do in the meantime? And what's going to give me peace, right? So if I'm mad at someone or whatever like that, I may write it down instead of reacting, instead of going to the, and this is why I don't fool with you. Like instead of even going there, let me just kind of write down and like think through what is bothering me, what can I do, what did I do? Like I mentioned before, having these expectations on people and um, they're not aware of it, but I'm still getting mad. These people half the time don't even know what your expectations are, right? They don't know that you're expecting them to be this for you, right? And yet people also have their own stuff that they're going through. So that's why I said before, I'm, you can be the villain in somebody's story and really not even know you the villain because you have your own things going on and you're dealing with things and they're needing you or expecting you to do something for them that you didn't know that they expected you to do, Right. Tabernacle. Okay. So, um, jotting down those notes really helps put things in perspective to see things from other perspectives and not just your own. Um, and then also helps you not to react out of anger or out of, you know, malicious intent because you're mad and you're having temporary emotions, you know, currently and you want to react in that way. So that really has helped me. Um, I do that often. Sometimes I will write it down and then I'll bring it up to my counselor when I have it. I'm like, hey, you know, this happened on so-and-so and, you know, this, this and this, like, am I, you know, type of thing. And, and, and he helps, you know, validate my feelings and how I feel and things like that. Um, so jot down notes. Um, and then document the pros and cons list. Right. So in any situation, there's always pros and cons. And in some situations you'll have where you have a lot of pros that will make you realize like, hey, like this is a situation that this has happened, but there's been a lot of positive that happened. And on the opposite side, you look at it and you're like, man, there's a lot of cons. So maybe I don't need to be in this situation anymore. Maybe I don't need to deal with this person. Maybe I don't need to be at this job. Maybe I need to, you know, deal um, and it and not expect things from this person or whatever like that. Cause they kept, they have kept letting me down or keep letting me down, excuse me. And so things like that, um, having that pros and cons list is so helpful. I haven't done it in a while, but, um, I have done it 
um, before and it's really helped look at things for what they are and not just what your mind is is kind of playing those tricks on you and telling you like, oh, this ain't right. And really, you could be missing out on your blessing by not really thinking things through before you make a decision. So definitely make a list of pros and cons of what works, um, what is positive that's been happening and what's negative that's been happening in any situation that you're going through to reframe your mind, right? And help you make the appropriate decision that you need to make. And then lastly is looking at things for what they are, not expecting you from people. And I said this before, I am just now at 36 years old. Like I've heard this saying before, you know, you can't accept you from people and people don't have the same heart as you and things like that. And it's so true and I can relate, but really putting that into motion of really not setting those expectations on people that are not capable, that have shown you not that they're, that they're not capable and that you haven't communicated those expectations with. You can't get mad at somebody that you've expected a, you know, a lifelong friendship like in my situation and I didn't ex- I didn't tell them that. Some of the times, you know, we often keep people and carry people through seasons that we don't need to carry them through just because of that longevity. Oh, just because this is my day one. I love seeing people sit up and say this is my day one. I've been fooling with them since high school. I've been fooling with them since elementary. I'm like, "Man, that is awesome, right?" Kudos to you. But sometimes in situations by doing those pros and cons and you really look at at things for what they are, some of the people shouldn't even made it out of high school with you. Right. Um, Because you're you've changed and you've evolved and sometimes you evolve and the other person doesn't evolve or the other person evolves and they're going in a different direction than you. Right. So looking at things for what they are and not putting Um, not expecting more from people that they cannot give you, right? Looking at things for what they are and not looking at things for what they could be. Oh, they have potential. You know, yeah, they did this messed up thing to me or this is really messed up that they've done. And yet you're still sitting up here, literally sitting up there expecting them to do more than what they've already told you that they cannot do. And when I say told by showing you in actions, words don't mean too much if your actions are not aligning with it. It sounds good to be able to say stuff to people, but if your actions are not aligning with what you're saying, it doesn't really matter what you're saying. People are going to go off your actions, right? So looking for things of what they what they are and not what you want them to be, not what you feel like they could be, not what you feel like these expectations of these people, what they should be. Because a lot of times people cannot be um, who you need them to be, right? They, they just can't. Like they, they may want to, they may have their own, and it's not even a bad thing. Some people go through things and they can't even be who they need to be for themselves. So who are we? to be able to put expectations on people for them to be what we want from them. And they can't even be what they need to be for themselves. Some people are literally having inner inner turmoil with themselves and, and warfare with themselves. And yet we want them to be something for us, right? You can want it all day, but if they can't give it to you, you can't expect it. Right. And if you can't communicate it and then still expect it, that's asinine. Right. And I'm preaching to myself in, in this podcast episode because that's something I'm still going through now to this day is just not putting expectations on people. Right. So reframing your mind is so powerful. And like I said, the main thing I struggle with this day to day, but I'm really trying to get to a point where I don't focus on yesterday. I'm focusing on right now and I'm working towards what I can do tomorrow. Right. But not stressing out about, oh my gosh, I have X, Y, and Z to do and things like that. So reframing your mind, it's very powerful. Not only does it help you focus on the positive, it makes the negative that that goes on to be more bearable, right? We know that life is not right. Life has really been lifing for a lot of people right now. We didn't have a whole pandemic. 
three years ago. We've been shut down for two years. And, you know, all types of different things have been happening. That really changed a lot of people or whatever. So we know that things happen that we don't have any control over and that we are going to go through things that are not fair and not okay. But if we focus on the positive, it makes the negative that comes along more bearable instead of it just keep being a blow of, oh my gosh, this happened and this happened and this happened and so on and so forth, right? So essentially focusing on what is in my favor and not um, what's not in my favor, right? Um, you know, I, I know for a fact I've had a lot of favor in my life of just being, you know, a, a black woman that, you know, literally, um, did not when literally when I went to high school or whatever like that, I moved out of my mom's house, um, New Year's, New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve of 2005. So I was 18 years old and I was going into my second semester of senior year and I moved out of my mom's house coming back to school. You're supposed to go back into school in January. I did not come back till after, um, Valentine's day. So I missed a whole month, was able to make up my classes and things like that in my hours that I missed. And I got to walk, but I didn't get my diploma because I did not pass the tax test. Okay. And took from 2006, when I walked across the stage until 2011 for me to go back, take this tax test and pass and get back into college. Okay. So when we're talking about things of, you know, adversity and, and going through things and things are not what I expected it to be. I'm walking in things right now that I never thought that I would, that I would be. I never thought that I would be a wife. I always thought I was going to be a baby mama. Right. Cause I didn't, you know, my parents, like I came from a blended family and things like that. So I did not see a marriage that two parents were married and they had kids all together and they stayed together. I did not see that. I saw a lot of blended families. And I'm not saying that a blended family, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because sometimes things do not work and that's okay. But I did not come from that. So for me to be that girl that's skipping school, working my little two jobs or whatever like that, um, at Sack and Save and Gazooks, I'm really telling my age because that Gazooks was moved into forever 21 and skipping school and going, coming back, walking across the stage with no diploma or whatever like that. And coming back five years later to sit up here and go get my diploma. And then from there, seven years later, getting my, my bachelor's, right? Like I'm walking in what was not supposed to happen. Lacey at 18 was not supposed to be where Lacey is at, at 36 years old. It just wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. So when it comes to reframing a mind and being positive and having a positive mindset, I can't focus on me walking across the stage and me not getting my diploma and shutting my little book because it literally says, come back and take the tax, right? I can't focus on that. I have to focus on where I'm at now and my degrees that I have. I have an associate's and I have a bachelor's, right? Those are goals that I wanted for myself and obtained for myself. But I can't focus on what is going wrong because we know that that's automatically going to happen. It's focusing and reframing your mind um, on things that are positive so you can make it through the day and focus on the present and not the past or the future, right? So again, I'm speaking to myself and preaching to myself, but I really, really hope that somebody resonates with this and it can help them help to reframe their mind. So you know, with season four, we have a new um, segment, which is called Can You Relate, right? So Can You Relate? to being challenged and having to choose which reaction you're going to give, right? The old you versus the new you, right? So like I mentioned before, being healed and knowing that you need to re 
need to respond in love and respect, but the old you say cuss this person out and tell them how you really feel, right? Is anyone else challenged when they come across a situation of who to respond as, right? Um, what to say, what not to say. Do I need to take time? Do I react now? Do I need to sit up here and say in love right now? Am I able to do that right now? Or do I need to take time, right? Can you relate with that? Because I feel like that is me all day, right? Sometimes I want to cuss somebody out and sometimes I do. And then sometimes I do things with love and I sit up here and say, okay, well, look, right now is not the best time for me to talk. So let me get my kind of thoughts together, whatever like that. And then sometimes I'm able to respond in lifetime in love and in respect. But I feel so challenged day to day with old Lacey versus new Lacey, right? So let me know if you can relate to that. And then as we end out this episode, we also do the story time with Lacey segment. So like I mentioned before, in things that are going to help you reframe your mind, right? I mentioned a pros and cons list. And let me tell y'all, first of all, me and my husband have been knowing each other for almost 20 years. I think next year will be 20 years um because we met in 04 and um I've been knowing I'm gonna say we've our anniversary is um in December so we'll be married for 11 years in December of 2023 and we've been together for we got together in 20, 2012 so got married in 2012 and and began a relationship in 2012 so um been together, you know, a little bit, a bit over 11 years. And when I first met my husband, he was very, very shy. Um, and just, I want to say shy. He was very quiet. He was very goofy and, and like just goofy and quiet. So when I first, um, we rekindled everything, um, because when I met him, he was older, well, he's older than me, but he was in college and I was in um, high school. So when he was like, hey, he found out how old I was. He was like, hey, I, I'm, I'm not feeling that. Like, you too young. Like, I thought you was a freshman in high school. Like, no. So we just remained friends and things like that. Like, if my mom forgot me at work because I worked and I was, I just started driving or I got my car taken away or whatever like that, he would take me home, things like that. So we're really, really good friends. We kept in contact for, um, what, he moved in 2005. So we kept in contact for... Um, you know, those those seven years or whatever like that before we reconnected into a relationship. And so when we got together or really before we got together, I got out of a bad relationship or whatever. And I had made a pros and cons list of like, oh, he needs to be six foot and he needs to be, you know, um, have his own car and he's have his own house and have his own job. But this six foot thing was a big thing because I'm five, eight. Right. And I really don't wear heels. Um like that. And so, um, fast forward to me and Dietrich rekindling and things like that. And, um, you know, I'm looking at my little pros and cons list and things like that, or really, really my non-negotiable list is what I call it. Things that were non-negotiable that was like, I'm not going to deal with him in this, in this matter. So got into my non-negotiable list or whatever like that. And he checked off everything except he was not six foot. Y'all know my boy is 5'11". And if you talk to him, he'll say he 5'11 and three quarters. And so I figured it out because I we went to church and I was wearing heels and I was towering over him. And I was like, we are not going to be Danny DeVito in, in Tyra Banks. Like I absolutely refuse. Like I need you to be six foot. And y'all know I almost broke up with this man because he was not six foot. He was six eleven. I mean, five eleven. like literally almost broke up. He met everything on my list, but that. 
And so I say all that to say it's funny because it, this was really like I really thought like I was like, no, we're going to break up because you're not tall enough. Like that's that's this ain't nothing this man can control. Right. At all. Um, but he wasn't he wasn't six foot. And so it was like it had to be over. You know what I mean? It, it just it, that's what my, my mindset was at the time. But I say all that to say when you're um, dating and things like that. And I know I'm not in the dating world, like the stuff that, that people go through these days. Um, is absolutely crazy. The stuff that I see on social media and stuff like that, I was like, there's no way. When you have these lists and these pros and cons, non-negotiable lists and things like that, it's nothing wrong with having standards, right? I'm never going to tell somebody to sit up here and go against what they believe they deserve because everybody deserves what they feel like they deserve. However, if you have a situation like Lacey and you're about to break up with somebody that's a good person, okay, over something like that, it's 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 a it's a no brainer, right? Let's let's use let's use wi- wisdom and discernment instead of sitting up here making decisions of breaking up with people because they can't be tall enough. Now, if he was like five eight, my height, it definitely would have been over because I just feel like, what are we doing here? I'm five eight, you're five eight, like we're basically the same, right? So he is he is taller than me or whatever like that. So I mean, praise God, right? So. I appreciate y'all listening to this episode. Um, We will be back next week for another episode of The Dotted Line.